You're listening to a special D23 Expo edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 179 for the week of August 15, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by Michael Bowling from our Disneyland team and Craig Williams from our Orlando team. And in this week's show, we talk about all our experiences, likes, dislikes, everything we can think of of the D23 Expo 2013. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, hello. Thanks um, for having me. Oh, yeah, welcome. You, this, you're a newbie to our show. I, I know, I I've never experienced this audio only stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not, like it's like last year's technology. And we're not I, making yeah. you sit in a nook. Yes, I, no nook for you. I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm actually in the corner of my house just like hiding <laughs> hiding as long, away. As long as you got your PJs on and you're good to go, so that's, that's I do. typically it's, what we wear, yes. It's it's late here right now, so yes. I have to And we appreciate but, just staying up sober. Not a problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got we've got this show up for you t- this this week. We also are are bringing you a show that has all of our reports live on the scene in audio form. We're going to have those for you, and also um, we are going to we're going to have for you a call in show where you can share your opinions. So that that's going to go up all with the show on. Well, when the show goes up, anyway. Sorry, I just messed that all up. Anyway, we'll just keep going. Um, so, I want to talk to Craig first. Just, I want to just get your initial thoughts about the expo as someone who had never experienced it before. What were you expecting, and it was was were your expectations correct? I, I mean, the first thing I have to say is I absolutely hated it. I, I had no I, fun. I thought so, yeah. Judging nah. from the judging from the videos, I yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, nah, I, I I didn't know what to expect going into it. Okay. I've never seen anything quite on this scale. Okay. I mean, I've I've seen bits and pieces of like Comic Con and stuff, okay. but just from a reporter's perspective, I've never right. seen it from like actually being there in attendance. So this was my first time ever going into this type of territory right. and. I mean, I, I was blown away by it. Um, the amount of things that they had for you to do throughout the day was just mind-boggling to the point that it was like choosing between kids at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I know what that is, but uh, it, it was. You can just, empathize. Yes. Yeah, I can. I can empathize with those because I've been to D twenty three. But yeah, I just it was. It was mind-blowing, just the amount of attention they put into this expo for true Disney fans. Um, it, I, I'm almost lost for words about it. It's There are issues with it, um, the lines and how they manage it, and just li- little things like that, um, right. how crowded it is. But I'm sure we'll also get into that more as we continue on with this show. But, Mike, yeah. yep. Michael, what what about you? I mean, you went to the other two. Were you how were you when when you went into this one? Were you expecting something different? Something? 
What were your expectations this year as opposed to last year? And well, I didn't go to the first one. Okay, you didn't go to the and, first one. Okay. And the second one, I left in a- abject disgust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this one, I went in with real managed expectations. Okay. I thought, you know, if I see two events in a day, that's great. You know, so I, I had it came in with really lowered expectations. Okay. Uh, you know, expect the worst, hope for the best, right? Kind of attitude, and I came out of it feeling pretty good. I mean, I felt pretty positive with my experience overall. Okay. I agree with Craig. I, I, I think we have some shared experiences of ways they could improve. I one thing is I think I saw as much as I did only because we worked together as a team. Um, we were, and, and my wife was part of that team where she was going ahead and getting stage passes for us for future presentations so that we could be in presentations in the morning. And, and if you don't have a team working together, right. you're not going to be able to see anywhere near as much. If you're going solo, you're going to, I think a person's going to miss out on a majority of the presentations. Yep. Um, now I've been to, I've been to all three, and this one was a vast improvement over last year, over two years ago, as especially as far as programming. In 2011, there was basically no overlap. They had cut the programming by maybe a third over over the 2009 expo. Hmm. And so it was nothing but lines. You couldn't get into hardly anything. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, for that, that reason only, this is an improvement over, over 2011. Now, 2009, it's, it, I think it's just, there was, there was no, there were no expectations in 2009. So there's just like a magic and aura about that one that will always, that will always be there, that will always be my favorite, because you didn't know what to expect, so you go to this presentation, and all of a sudden, Johnny Depp shows up, and, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's just like, it was magical, because it was the first, and... And, you, and that was long. I guess you always too. remember your first... Um, it mm. was four days, yes. The, so the how, did, four days. how did they spread things out differently than they do with the three-day ones? I believe the... It was... Like they had legends on Thursday, uh, animation on Friday, and uh, studios on Saturday, and then parks and resorts on Sunday. They had one big, big presentation each day. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they still had the first year in 2009. They had a lot of where they would screen um, movies and then have a panel. They would screen, screen like some of the, yeah. the behind the scenes Disney movies and have a panel or screen an ABC show and have a panel. That so was that- one thing that I was expecting to actually see here. And I know they did screen planes, which mm-hmm. also was already out that right. day. Yeah, so it was out that day. Like, big deal. And then they did do the pre-screening of the new Marvel TV series, right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But yeah, I was expecting that. Okay, we're going to show you this, and then all the stars are going to come out. Right. Also, so. ABC had a a conference room on on the, on the 2009 Expo. ABC had a conference room upstairs where they were just screening all their their new shows. So every every couple hours they'd have a different show. They were just you'd just go in there and sit down, and they'd screen it for you. 
Oh, that would have been and, so and, cool. And give your opinion. I think you you did like a little survey, and then you got a T-shirt or a or a bag or something souvenir going out the door. So I remember I saw what was that one that tanked Flash Forward? Oh yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they so sh- many. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they showed the <laughs> the first episode of Flash Forward, and you got to give your opinion of it, and then they give you a Flash Forward T-shirt on the way out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I wish I would have had something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, ABC had their The Once Upon a Time, but they, they didn't really have anything representing anything else, which was kind of, like, you know, disappointing. I, I think at this point they've put all their marbles in the Once Upon a Time basket. Yes. So, yep. I mean, um, but it has fans. Yeah, yes, it does. It has lots of fans. Let's talk about the lines a little bit. Um, Michael, better or worse than last year? I think I think <laughs> they need to work on how they get let people in to the expo. Okay. I think those are much worse. I think there was a lot of confusion. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, you know, where where people should go, and I think a lot of that is because of the attendance, the red shirts, right, and all that didn't understand the, the non Disney not Disney employees, the the temporary staff they bring in. Correct. Correct. Well, and I think part of it is. They didn't understand the terminology, so they would ask people if they were looking for the D23 line instead of the D23 member line, and so people would get stuck in the wrong line and then not be able to you know, get in or just get confused, and there was a separate line for the arena. And and, and some of them didn't know that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what messed me up. Yep. But, oh, but, because it was, wasn't visible, it was way on the other side. Right, right. Well, Michael, you were lucky enough that you didn't even see the horror that I went through on day one. I mean, Tom was with me for that. I was in one line for mm-hmm. probably an hour, the D23 members line. I was in there for an hour, mm-hmm. and then I realized that my pass didn't say member on it. It said general admission. So then I had to start tracking people down to find out if I could still get in through the D23 member line because I technically was a member. It just wasn't printed on my pass. And they're like, no, you have to go to the general admission line. So then they pointed me towards the general admission line. And once I got there, it wasn't there. And I, I, I was freaking out. And Tom was just watching me run around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> Way to be to helpful, Tom. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, did, Tom did help me out eventually. <laughs> he talked to the staff, and they're like, oh, yeah, if he's a member, all he has to do is show an email. But one of the things I was going to mention is, you know, two of the three days I waited in the D23 members line, and they didn't bother checking anyone's membership right. points. Right. If, yeah. it, there are so many people that they're going to let anyone in as long as they waited in line. Yeah. So. Well, and like the first day, the the non-member line didn't even get in on time because they were still letting the members in. The the line was still yeah. Long. Yeah, and that was one of the weird things about day three, having the members start going in at nine o'clock, but the first event started at nine thirty. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I was pulling my hair out trying to get in. What did we think about stage pass? I liked it. I thought it worked really well. I think yeah, so too. I, mean, I, I mean, I think it was a big improvement. I, I think it can be tweaked, but the only problem was was that when the early when the arena shows ran overtime, anybody in there 
couldn't get face, um, you know, stage passes for right. the morning events. Yeah. And again, we lucked out because we had a team, and so we did have some. My wife was able to get our stage passes for us because she didn't go to the arena show. Yeah. So. Where are you yeah, I, the stage passes worked great for us on that first day. Um, then the second day, I know Michael and I spent all day just going back around and around to the arena, so stage pass didn't matter. But then on day three, um, you know, you could get stage passes for anything all day, but yeah, day three was nothing a really slow. had a wait. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I loved it. We wouldn't saw nearly as much as we did without them, so. Michael, what do you think? What did you think about the quality of the presentations in general versus last year? The ones I saw, I liked. I was somewhat disappointed with some of the Imagineering ones, okay. in that they didn't go into the depth I had hoped for, mm-hmm. or they were maybe slightly off topic. Okay. But um, overall, I really enjoyed them. I thought that they were well done. How about the variety? There seemed to be a really good variety. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I think there was something for everybody there. And there was a lot going on on the stage floor this time, too. Yeah, we, we really didn't talk about that a lot. Um, for, let, let me let Craig answer first. What do you think, what did you think about the variety of the presentations? Um, it seemed like there was a wide variety between, obviously there wasn't much to do with just the theme parks. They kind of threw that in with Imagineering. Right. But, um, you know, they had, stuff about ABC with Once Upon a Time. They had animation ones. They had they had the Imagineering stuff. So there was definitely a wide variety of things to do. I know I mostly wanted to concentrate on the Imagineering stuff because right. that's what calls out to me. Uh, so, yeah, they, they definitely did. They had something for everyone. Well, and I think they had, they had history stuff. They had stuff about current things because they did Alani. Oh, yeah. They did Mystic Manor. Yeah, he had a lot they're... of behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Uh, you know, with like women of Pixar, uh, sounds delightful. You know, Stacia uh, Martin talking about old audio recordings. I was I was going to make a comment that they didn't because like the first year they did a lot of stuff with the with the archive staff, but I guess they they really did do some old stuff with the history because they did the Undiscovered Disneyland, they did the thing with Stacia Martin, they did the thing with. Uh, Dave Smith about Mary Poppins, so they did. History of the Disneyland Disneyland Hotel? Yeah, they did. Um, The only thing I would have complained about is that the last day having all those Imagineerings uh, panels back-to-back, it just, you couldn't see any of the other ones going on. And like you said, there was the one with Stacia Martin and with the audio, and there were so many cool ones that day, but felt obligated to go to Imagineering. I really think they should have spread those out. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rather, the only thing I would say about it. Rather than having an Imagineering day, they should have spread them out over yeah, the whole weekend. Yeah, because I, I, at that point I was I was approaching burnout stage, and there was no way I was going to get through five oh. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little, a little bit before we get anything else. Uh, let's talk a little, little bit about some of your favorite things on the the showroom floor. Go ahead, Michael. So are we talking about like the um, like the the, the, the floor itself, yeah? The, like the, going into ima- Imagineering, right? 
that was probably one of my favorite things. Okay. Uh, it was I enjoyed seeing the Hatbox Ghost, mm-hmm. although he dropped his Hatbox Oops. by the time I got there, and just seeing how some of the effects worked. I really right. like seeing the models, uh-huh. like some of Tony Tony Baxter's um, early concepts for the Land Pavilion right. and the early model for Spaceship Earth. How long did you spend in there? I probably spent close to three hours in oh, there. Well, some of it was due to yeah. the lines. But okay. some of it was just there was a lot to see in there. How much? How long did you get there in there the second time, Craig? Uh, in the second twice, time, right? Yeah, the first time I was in there for about an hour and a half, and they okay. kicked me out because okay. they were closing. Um, and then the second time I was in there for probably about an hour and a half again. Wow. It was so yeah. I I I I, I missed a lot in there because I was only in there maybe an hour that first night, and I, I mean, just I spent, never made it back in. I just spent most of my time in there at the Magic Band section because I wanted to learn all about it. But right. Actually, I spent a lot of time in there, too, <laughs> <laughs> learning about it. What, what were some of your other favorites on the floor? Anything? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What, uh, yeah, I, I, I was always walking around the, the Disney Channel to see what was going on and see what they were giving away. Um, I waited in line at the Disney Interactive to get a free F- Disney Infinity figure, but I did that early, early, early in the day when it was only a 15-minute wait because typically it was like an hour and a half wait. Um, I I okay. talked with a Disney animator that absolutely nobody I'm, – I'm sorry, a Disney artist okay. – that nobody was around. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was talking to him. So I just started talking to him about drawing and right. animating and right. things, and he was drawing Minnie Mouse. And was I this said, in oh, the in – the, was this in the store or in the it was, consumer it was, products area? It was over in the consumer products area okay, yeah. where they had that big central area where they had yeah. all the different films. Yeah. And he was just off in a corner there. And uh, I think it was where they had the Mickey and Minnie Mouse consumer products. And right. he was so he was drawing Minnie Mouse, and I said, "Oh, that's you know my granddaughter's favorite and all that." We continued to chat, and they had a big old sign up there that they were not allowed, they were not giving out art. And then he looked all around and said, "What's your granddaughter's name?" And I told him, and he wrote her name on it and looked all around him again <laughs> and said, "I'm not supposed to do this, but here." And he rolled it up and handed it to me, and immediately there was someone, a, 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 a security guard standing right next to us. Uh-oh. I don't know where the guy came from, and so so then he and I continued the chat, and he drew Pluto, and, um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but wow. um, but that was nice. So that was another one of my favorite uh-huh. things. But I noticed people didn't always engage um, like the Imagineers. Right. They didn't talk to them, and I did. And in in some of these other stations all around the floor, um, people just didn't talk to them. They went up, got their free stuff, and left. Right. And like I talked to the folks that from the studios about Frozen and you know what they thought of the film and, and about how it was made and things like that and they they were really willing to chat. So that that was a that's that's one of the cool things about going to the expos you get to talk to people right. that you normally don't get to talk yeah, cause, to. Yeah cuz I mean they had th- there was a a display that was planes on one side and fairies on the other side or something, and I think mm-hmm. they had like some of the animators from Planes there in this little bitty booth just standing there talking with half a dozen people in front. Oh, yeah. The director of Planes was yeah. in their booth at one point. Yeah, and, and there was nobody I, around. Yeah, 20 people. I mean, he, he was throwing away autographs, yeah. and no one really cared. Yeah. Yeah. 
they were all waiting in the Once Upon a Time line or the Disney Interactive line. Uh, let's talk about the, the shopping. Did anybody go into the stores? Did anybody make it into the Disney store? My wife did all the shopping. Okay, because that was like uh, always a line. I Finally, by the last day, the Dream Store, which was the Expo Store, you could walk right into, but yeah. the other store was just ridiculous. Uh, I went into the the Dream Store, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, that was the one thing I can say, and I could tell by looking in the Disney Store, the Dream Store I was in, and then I was also in Mickey of Glendale's. Mm-hmm. It's a giant convention area, why they couldn't have doubled the sizes of the stores. Right. Not you don't have to put more merchandise because it's the double the size, but you make it spread out yeah. so that way you can walk around. Yeah. It was all very crowded all the time. Um, it, there was cool stuff in there. Um, I mean, Mickey of Glendale's, you, right. there's only one place you can get that. And the expo store was cool, but, um, you know, it's, it's merchandise. Yeah. The cool, you know, one of the coolest things we bought, my wife got it, and this is going to sound really silly. We got it as Christmas gifts. Um, you know the H2O products right, that yeah. they have on the cruise yeah. line and the resorts? They, um, they had these gift boxes of these large soaps and colors, and it said like, I think it said fairy in one set, um, and then it had Mickey Mouse ears on another set, and then it said Princess on another set, and then you could have people's names put on it, and then nice. they ship it to you, and they were very reasonably priced. So we got a ton of those. In fact, they gave us a whole bunch of free stuff because nice. we bought so much. <laughs> and, and the only ones that weren't selling were the ones that had they had Mickey Mouse on them, but also said D23, oh, yeah. and nobody was buying them, so they gave us like three sets for free. Nice. Yeah. Did you see in the in the dream store they were customizing um, cell phone covers? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I actually. Oh, that's right. I bought myself one, yeah. and I bought my or I bought myself one, and I got Sean one too. Um, D- Sean, don't listen to this. Okay, so it's a surprise. <laughs> he, he gave me the cash to get it. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, no, but it was so awesome. They had things. Uh, Six or eight different choices that you could do. Some of them you could put your names on it. Some of them you couldn't. Some of them it could say D23 Expo on. Some of them couldn't. Um, but and then they made them all there right in front of you, and yeah, it, was, it was a really cool process. Yeah. The ones that I wanted took like ten minutes to do, but I gave them my receipt. I walked away. I came back two hours later, and it was no hassle getting them. So. I hope nice. they do this more in the future. I know they did yeah. it our Star Wars weekends. Okay. Um, they did it with Star Wars cases, but I, I think it's great, and yeah. especially because they slapped that limited release on it, mm-hmm. it makes it more, more juicy. You want yeah. it more. Right. So. All right. Here's a silly question. What was your favorite swag? Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hard. I don't think I've been through it all yet. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't get much. I think my favorite one was actually the little small Saving Mr. Banks poster that they gave us out yeah. for the live action. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to frame that and hang it. 
mine got mutilated. Uh-oh. But um, yeah. <laughs> I I liked I liked the little stock certificate pin. Yes, that they gave out. Wasn't that cool? I thought that was very cool. And my other thing was the um, the, you know, the short that they showed the Mickey gets a horse. Okay. They they gave out like the old classic um like movie theater poster of it on really thick cardstock. And so I think that's the other one I really like. Um, I was going to see the, the stock certificate pen was really cool. Um, at the, at the D23, not the, at the Once Upon a Time presentation, not, not the, not the thing on the floor, but the actual presentation upstairs, we got a pen that ha- looks like the book that says oh, Once Upon cool. a Time on the front, which is kind of cool. And then when I got the, the, the book, Signed for Give Kids the World, the, the Dave Bossert, Roy E. Disney book. Yeah. Signed. They also gave me just a, like a 5x7 card. And so I was able to get that signed for myself with nice. Dave Bossert and Roy, P, Roy Patrick Disney's signature. So I have that for myself, which is kind of a nice souvenir. Yeah, it is. Free souvenir. Um, let's talk about food for a second. I know this is not really D23 Expo related, but I think it kind of is because last year the food situation was really, really bad as far yeah. as lines and things. Do you think that was better this year, Michael? It did seem better. We A lot of times we went over to the Hilton and ate okay. in the food court because gotcha. the lines were shorter. Mm-hmm. And the food quality, I think, was a little better. Okay. But I know like when Craig and I were really hungry right. and we just ran over. We were in, the I think, the arena line. Um, we yeah. just ran over, and it didn't take us long at all to just grab, you know, something that was fairly healthy right. and run back into line again. I know I heard that some of the venues ran out of food, you know, in by the afternoon. Right. And it, it seemed like there were at least one or two extra um Place restaurants or, or snack bars open this time. Yeah. Because I did, think they because they had expanded and put the collectors forum in another area. So I think they added another snack bar. Yeah, yeah, the lines didn't seem as long. Mm-hmm. There was there was one time that they were long, but you know, where the where the the arena line was, there was a kind of a snack bar that was hidden mm-hmm. between right next to the overflow overflow viewing for the arena. Yeah. It was it was they had red curtains in front of it that said emergency exit or something. But if you went in there, there was a snack bar in there. Yeah, that's where I yeah. went every time. Yeah, there was there was yeah. um, like nobody nobody waiting hardly yeah. for that. I think one. that's where Craig and I went. Exactly, it was. And I think we made, we waited literally maybe 3 minutes in yeah. line. I think we waited longer to check out than we did to get our food. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 Yeah, they were very efficient. It was get in, get get your food, get out. All right, Michael, what was your favorite presentation and what was your least favorite presentation that you saw? My favorite presentation was probably the, oh gosh. You can include the concerts I, if you like. Oh, okay, the concerts. <laughs> probably both of the concerts. I really enjoyed you must, the most. You must choose. Oh, one? Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. You know, I'm going to say the Broadway one only because I've seen Alan Menken and and Robert Sherman several times. So even though that was fantastic, I'm going to go with the Broadway one because I had not seen a lot of those okay. people. 
Which what was your least before. favorite one you saw? You know, it was the very last one of the day. The Imagineering one, Leave Them Laughing. Okay. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And it was entertaining, but it I left that one feeling, I don't know, unfulfilled. Okay. I think my favorite is the Broadway concert. Um you know, like you said, I've seen Alan Menken and Richard Sherman, and and I've seen them better. I don't think I th- I don't think this format worked. Flattered either of them. It mm-hmm. made them hurry too much because they only had an hour each. And I, you know, Alan Menken is was awesome the last time, but I think this time he was hurrying so much he was like speeding up songs and you know just it just I don't think he was on his game. Um, so, but the, but the Broadway concert was awesome. Yeah. I loved that one. Um, my least favorite would have had to be the Voices of Buena Vista Street. It was just weird. It was, I mean, they, they recreated a, a, the, the old time radio show that they have at, at Oswald's, and then they talked to the voice actors for 45 minutes. And none of them were all that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Leave Them Laughing one, I thought the way I read it was they were going to explain how do they put humor into the parks through the the show writing and, right. and, and design and things like that. Whereas all they did was show this is where we've put humor oh, in okay. the parks. Gotcha. And, you know, so that's why I didn't care for it. What about you, Craig? What was your favorite? Um, my favorite was Mencken. Okay. Uh, you know, just being a, born in the 80s and growing up all mm-hmm. through the 90s, yeah. it was, I loved Richard Sherman. You had it the busy soundtrack to memorize, right? Yeah, actually, my <laughs> sister lo- my sister adored the Newsies, and I, I couldn't stand it. I'm starting to come around on it now, but, you know, he was, as much as I did love Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. because that's classic Disney. Right. This was like reliving my childhood right. in an hour and a half, yeah. and you know it, you could tell he was rushing through it. He had a lot of music to get through, yeah. and um, you know it's there just wasn't enough time. But yeah. at the same time, being my first time seeing him, I just I that could have went on for another hour, yeah. and he could have yeah. started making up songs, and I would have been <laughs> having a great time. Well, even even the one from the neighbors that I had never heard. Yeah, had, oh, that had one no was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, but for my least favorite, I just, it, it's kind of hard because I chose all the ones that I knew I was going to enjoy. Um, <sighs> working with Walt? Working with Walt was tough to get through, but at the same, it, it was probably one of my least favorites. Okay. Um, now, for what reason? It was just, it was the first one in the morning. We were all exhausted and having Exitensio and Alice Davis, who they're, they're not in the best shape. And, yeah. you know, whenever Bob Gurr is the most lively person in the room, that's, that's saying something. And it was just very slow. The stories were great, but it didn't have that funny, energetic pace that a lot of the other Imagineering events went to. Um, and that kind of... I also wasn't too impressed with the Mary Poppins one. Um, it, it was good yeah, it was the a, first day. It was before, a little 
yeah, before I saw anything else, I I really enjoyed it. And then in retrospect, it wasn't as great. And I, I got to be honest, Disney Legends, except for Lassiter's speech about Steve Jobs and getting to see Billy Crystal and John Goodman, the rest of it was just, I, I felt like I would have rather been taking a break in between um, the live-action presentation in the morning and the concert at night. Right. I would have, if I could go back, I probably would have skipped it. So, Michael, what do you think they can improve on for two years from now, provided it's in Anaheim again? <laughs> well, definitely, they still have to figure out what to do with the lines in the morning. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, walking us in there single file, you know, to all our little spaces. I, I don't know. That just doesn't seem very efficient. Um, I think they need to start loading the arena, arena earlier. Did they ever start on time? They got really close. Okay. After a while, maybe they weren't running overtime quite as much. I mean, maybe like ten minutes late right, or right. something like that. Not like that first day. Right. Um. I, I think that was pretty much it. And somehow they've got to. They're, they're people that they use there as support staff. They've somehow got to have a, a briefing with them in the morning or something and explain right. to them this is how it works. Yeah. Because the, the support staff there is just completely uninformed. Like when I went in on the last day and I, I just wanted to know how to get, which is the line for the show floor. And I'm not exaggerating that five different people gave me five different answers. Uh-huh. And it, so it was crazy. And that was by day three. Right. You know. What about you, Craig? What do you, what do you think they could improve on for next time? It's the lines. Um, okay. I know a really big issue that paying D23 members had was that they added the free, free membership. membership yeah. And so essentially the Anybody? D20, yeah, it was essentially the D23 line because Anyone could have went and got in it. It was basically there was one line, and it, you know it, it did move relatively quickly. I think the longest I had to wait in it was an hour and a half. Um, but at the same time, if if you're going to have presentations starting early, they need to let people in even earlier because right. it was cutting close sometimes, and it, it's truly not fair to D23 paying members if you're going to spend a hundred dollars for that membership, you shouldn't have to show up five hours early in the morning just so you know you're going to get in on time to see the first presentations. Um, and, it, yeah, it, it really comes down just to lines for me because I I spent a lot of time waiting in line. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have that perspective as, you know, they did have press passes and you guys had them. I don't think either one of you ever used it way too much to your advantage. No. Um, no, it didn't have the um, opportunities that it yeah. did in the past. No. And, I mean, you obviously there were some people there covering it as press that definitely took advantage of it, but they also made the initiative to sign up for more advantages, which that didn't happen. Right. Uh, well, and a lot of them, they were not, because, I mean, we're so far on the park side, and some mm-hmm. of the others had cover cover... Um, Walt Disney Studios on a regular basis, so they had contacts and were able to get on lists and things like that. So. Exactly. So yeah. we kind of covered it more as just any any guests right. who would go. And 
I mean, that's that's why we are so critical about the lines because we waited yeah. in them. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Besides the lines, I think you know, there was a lot of programming this year, but I, I I'd like to see more of a variety because it was basically all. I mean, ninety nine percent of it was parks and par- parks and animation. I would love to see panels, more pa- panels again from ABC, or maybe a panel from the Disney Channel, or even a panel from ESPN or something like that, to get bring more more variety for on the panels. I agree. Yeah, but you know, I do have one other thing that I yeah. think I was disappointed in, okay. and that's because. No announcements. There were no major announcements at this yes. D23 right. Expo. And I'm not even going to say may No, there were zero announcements. Because there were announcements in Interactive, but nobody cared. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and, well, you'll have to share those. Well, I can yeah, hear yeah those. Rapunzel's the first princess figure in Disney Interactive, anyway. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Or Disney, but, the Disney Infinity game, this, yeah. You know, what we heard is they're making the announcements in two months because they're not quite ready. Well, the thing is, they've had two years to plan for this expo. They know this is where all the fans are. This is supposed to be where the announcements are made. And so, you know, they did this two years ago where, you know, two weeks later they made major announcements. And Did they get burned? They got burned on the first expo, though, didn't they? In in what way? And they made announcements that didn't come true or... Well, and they did in the second one too. Remember yeah. that whole thing about, you know, the whole virtual right, or whatever right. it was about reliving right. past the Well, they, they made announcements in in on the first one. They made announcements in the in the Walt Disney Studios one because they had this whole series of what was his name Benito del Toro. Yeah, he was going to be producing. Oh, films the Haunted and, Mansion. Yes, all those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, that's that. Yes, the, him. He's, well, I mean, according to him, he's still working on it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said he can't. He's trying to get story writers, I think, assigned. Oh, is right. what I've heard. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but you know, that's part of the risk. But to make no right. announcements and say, right. "Well, we're not quite ready yet," you know, that was like Bob Iger saying, "Sorry, I can't be here because I planned a vacation." Yes. I mean, you know. Yeah. I just, what, yeah. I just look at our live action film and. I think we saw maybe two exclusive clips that Comic-Con didn't see before right. us. So, and they were even up front, like, and they tried to play it up, like, you are only the second group that has ever seen this. Like, oh, that's, it would be great if we were the first group to see it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's how I felt on the, in the Once Upon a Time panel. It was yeah. like, yeah, okay, so you, and, and, and like you said at Comic-Con, or like you said at, you know, and they kept referring back to other panels they had talked about. It's like, okay, we're not getting any new information here. It's stuff that's that's already been said. Um, one thing about the the 2009, I, like I had mentioned to this Craig later, I'm like, did you get any 3D glasses? Because in the 2009, a lot of the previews were in 3D. They'd hand you 3D glasses on the way into the arena, and you'd have all these awesome. 3D presentations and 3D clips and things like that. And Art and animation, you did. There was okay. one thing they showed that was in 3D. Oh, okay, there was. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Was it in yeah. the arena? Yes, it was in okay. the arena presentation. Okay. okay. I, yeah, but for the live action, you know every single one of We saw three Marvel movies. Right. And 
every single one of them is going to be in 3D. Yeah. So we we could have at least gotten that. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's not complaining by any means. It was still cool to see what we saw. It's right. just it, it did lack a little bit of a wow factor because everything that came out had already previously been out. Yeah. So. And and why not a presentation by Adventures by Disney? Why not a presentation by Disney Cruise Line? They haven't done a presentation since the first year. I mean, I'd love to hear more about the new the the improvements to the magic or the you know the the retrofit for the magic. I mean, well, Disney Cruise Lines did do one uh, the second expo because I went to it, okay. and but then they and was and it, it was all on it was on designing the ships, okay. but. Okay. They said, but there's a lot of things we can't tell you right now. Literally a week and a half later, yeah. it was all that Dumbo oh, yeah, was yeah, playing yeah, at I the end. And I did go to that one. That's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and th- that really ticked me off. <laughs> yeah. I thought a week and a half. Yeah. Really? Because, like, what the, was the, going on? The first one said the f- it? in the 2009, they announced Alaska, and they announced the what the statue was going to be on the dream. Uh-huh. And they couldn't announce any of that, and they did it at the expo last time, but they did a week and a half later. And what really irked me, the uh, two that did the presentation, uh-huh. they were the ones that made the announcement. Nice. That really ticked me off. <laughs> yeah, I, they definitely could have had cruise line information there. I mean, Joe Lentisero, who's basically the head of cruise line, if I'm yes. correct. It. Yeah, is I mean, he? okay, I thought it was Carl. Well, or he's oh yeah, he is creative. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I know okay. I saw Joe Lanzisro speak at the Monster Summer press event. He did a lot of the discussion on what was happening to the magic, but I saw him in two panels. He could have easily had his own about cruise. Um, oh, yeah. And you know, now that I've finally been on a Disney cruise, I'm actually really interested in it. Right. And it would have been nice to get more information and. I guarantee you almost all the people that were at that expo would have appreciated to have at least one thing yeah. cruise line related. Mm-hmm. So. Because remember, we saw what the new animator's palette would look like, Tom. Yes. Remember, that was yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, I'm, because it wasn't just, it wasn't that exciting. That's kind of why I forgot about it. <laughs> um, Michael, anything else you want to talk about? What did I miss? Oh, gosh. Um,. I don't know. I think we've been pretty thorough. Um, okay. Well, what did you think of the collectors area? I thought it was laid. I thought it was laid out horribly. Yes. You couldn't just go back and forth and back and forth like you would in a normal sh- grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, there were dead ends and you, you missed things. Yeah, and there's a lot of the same old, same old. In, yeah, a lot, in a lot it, it was them. a lot of collect a lot of collectors or you know so, trying to sell. Classic Disney merchandise, or pins, or vinylations. Yeah, not a lot it of variety. Was, it was interesting, but um, yeah, I didn't buy anything. Did you ever make it in there, area. Craig? No, I honestly, <laughs> the the free time I had, right? I I spent it in the um, journey into Imagineering. Okay, I absolutely loved it in there. Uh, yeah, just so many amazing things, and the fact that Imagineers were openly walking in there and. You know, it, they did have Imagineering staff on hand in there, but once again, to bring up Joe Lindsisro, I actually was, I talked to him whenever I was inside the whole Mystic mm-hmm. Manor section right. of it, um, cause he was just in there hanging out, and it, it was really cool. 
I, I can't say enough good things about it. Now, was there anything new in there, new information about Disney Springs or... They had Ava- the model. Avatar yeah, they, or, or Star well, Wars? Well, for Star Wars, they just, they had all the crates with right. the orange harvest and, you know, they weren't giving too much away mm-hmm. from it, but at the same time, I, I think there was little details about it that kind of, for me, the details I saw in Star Wars is that they're leading to keeping it classic Star Wars and not the prequel trilogy, <laughs> just judging by what were on the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Disney Springs, I, I've seen the concept art, but that was the first time I've actually seen a model in person for it, and it, it looks beautiful. Um, you know, we're already feeling the side effects here in Florida on the parking garage situation right. while it's being built, but being able to see that model and just see exactly their vision without it being in concept art, it it was really nice. And but Avatar was definitely that was the most fleshed out of all three, because okay. um, they had concept art for what they were doing in there. They had props. They were running clips. Um, on like a computer right set up there. And the thing about Avatar is the Imagineers that were stationed at that booth, they were, they were talking about it openly and what, what was expected from the land. And not only that, they were also theming like one lady said something about like, Oh, I'd really like to go there. And he's like, Oh my God, it's, it's so far away to get to Navi and or. (laughs) Not in the V, whatever the planet is, and you know he was he was all into it like it was this real thing, and it it at the D twenty three Expo and Journey into Imagineering that was the last thing I expected, right. but all the Imagineers in there were very helpful. Well, um, I was talking with I think it was Jason Sorrell in front of the, yeah. the Star Wars boxes, and he was explaining all the little you know I didn't know what Orange Harvest was referring to. Yeah, because it was like referring to what they what they used the as a code name for something Return else. of the Jedi. Yeah, it was Blue Harvest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was explaining that all to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There was so many little details on those boxes, and honestly, it, at times there were some things that I knew about, and I had to kind of like shoo away the Imagineers because I just wanted to look at them, take right. them in, like the half box ghost. They kept trying to, oh, do you want us to talk to you more about it? Like. Right. I, I I know about it. I'm a Disney fan. <laughs> You're trying to take pictures, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. let me show you this." I'm like, no, yeah. I just want to take a picture of it. Hey, exactly. over in that in that Avatar section, what did you make of that like floating rock? Did you see that? I did see that. Um, <laughs> God, I I don't know. I I need to go back and watch Avatar and see if there's any hints in it because mm-hmm. I probably haven't watched it since it came out on Blu-ray. Should the expo expand to four days, would there be a benefit to it? Um, I think that it would be a great change as long as they didn't add in more panels for the fourth day. <laughs> I would just I like a, a day to do a day to do the yeah maybe just the the do the open the open the floor for a day. But if they could even just take like okay, we're gonna take. 
two panels from day one, three from day two, and three from day three, and that'll make up the day four list of panels. So that way you still have some stuff to do that gets people out of the showroom, but you have a chance to see it. Um, that, that would be most beneficial because it, it, it was just, it was so clustered and yeah. I hate feeling like I missed out on stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I really wish I could have, would have gone back to the, the parks and resorts for, um, the, the Journey Imagineering. But I didn't, but I didn't know that I didn't have to wait in line. Thanks for telling me that, Craig. Yeah, that was, that was the, um, the one thing that I found out on the last day is that if you waited in line, eventually you got to a point where they were going to give you a sticker that said the Imagineering guest on it. And what I did, I noticed that there was a re-entry sign just kind of hidden in the dark for, yeah, it was just hidden up in the dark and said journey into Imagineering re-entry. So as long as you had that sticker, you could get in the back way. And oh so, like, I, the first night I was there... <laughs> Michael didn't I, know about it either. I, didn't I did not either. Yeah. No, so the the second day, whenever I went in, I just... It, the guy was handing the stickers out as soon as you bought in line. So I literally got my sticker, hopped over the velvet rope, and then went right in the back. Huh. Well, I... Um, and it definitely yeah, I wasn't was, cheating, because you did have a sticker at one point. So. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I went. I went into the um, t- you know, the Tomorrowland exhibit uh-huh. yeah. that they had, and the guy standing there with a the little sign that says "End of the Line," and the, and they do that at Tokyo Disneyland in all the queues. They have nice. people standing there with those, and it said on there, "Ask me about Fast Pass." Nobody was asking him, and I was about to get into the line, which was long, and I said, "Okay." I'll bite. I'll ask you about fast passing. He said, how many do you need? <laughs> and I grabbed some and yeah, I basically almost just walked on it. It worked just like a fast wow. pass. Tell me about that. That's about the film, correct? Correct. Okay. And so what it was, it built upon, remember that was the one that I said in our live stream that perplexed me the right. most. What it, what it is, oh, you can download the app on your iPhone and it's the yeah. whole audio I, I presentation. I could, but I probably won't. <laughs> and but just to let our listeners know, okay, we want to do that. But um, so w- what you do is you walk through, and they they go through that this box was discovered, and they explain it all. But they walk through all of these hints, and that there was more that was actually discovered in the archives for this box labeled 1952 than they even talked about in the live action presentation. And what it seems to indicate. Is that whilst the the Epcot you know city of tomorrow was being built, that there might have been an alternate location where, in secret, a whole nother one really was being built, and that it was going to take twenty years, and the plan was in twenty years it was then going to be announced, and that seems to be the premise. For this, but sounds, I'm not entirely sure. Sounds too deep. Yeah. So, and you know, and that might be the flaw with all of this, because they're really doing a lot of uh-huh. a, a, a lot of this viral, you know. This was related hit. to the optimist thing too, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, did anybody ever figure out what this optimist thing is? No, but I heard somebody talking about it. How they had a map, and they were they were in the parks and going to, around to different things and talking to cast members who were your know, like agents and 
And you could meet Walt the cartographer there at the expo. And he was at his desk, and he looked like he was from like the 1940s or something. And you could ask him questions and all of that. And he had a map that was like in the style of the old fun maps. Uh, and and that had something to do with it as well. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know if they ever announced it. Now, on the Twitter feed, it, that's still going strong. Uh-huh. And so I don't know what they're up to on that. Yeah. All right. Craig, any last words? Um. Well, I was going to just mention the okay. Walt Disney Archives, okay, the Treasures of the Archives. Did there. you get in there? I did get in there. Okay. Cool. Um. I. I mean, not that we couldn't get in, but yeah, I mean. I didn't yeah, get in. Was, I didn't get in further than the dresses, and I had. It was to exclusive. I was allowed access you were one allowed time access. only. Okay. Good. Now Hopefully. it was. Yeah, the, like you started off walking in and they were playing like film clips of some of the things in the archives and then they had these once upon a dream dresses made by Harrods. Right. They were, they were beautiful. Um, you know, I don't think any of them would look good on me, but it, it just. <laughs> don't sell oh, yourself don't short, be Chris. so yeah. hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's the one thing I learned this weekend is that there are plenty of gentlemen that are willing to dress up as a Disney princess. <laughs> Yes. Um. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> or Mary Poppins or the Evil Queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, the there was Queen, there was think. some stuff from Teen Beach Movie in there, just costumes and uh, one uh, once upon a time there were some costumes there too. And then the next room you walked in and they had some props and a costume from the land that they wanted to build, Candy Mountain. Okay, Rock Candy Mountain or something. Yeah, um, I mean, well, well, that was awesome. I've seen it in Jason Sorrell's, like, the mountain book that he put out. Mm-hmm. So it, it was cool to actually see that. They had costumes from the Oz Great and Powerful, and one of the things I really enjoyed in there was uh, they had Return to Oz stuff in there. And... That was released in the 80s, and I can remember watching it as a kid and just being terrified. Yeah. So whenever I saw... shock treatment. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. I just, I walked in there, and I immediately recognized it, and I kind of got chills from it because it was like, just bringing back all those bad memories, but in a good way. Uh, And then, of course, the main theme of the treasures from the archives was... Mary Poppins. So they had the um, the carousel horse that Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke were on in there, and that one of the carpet bags that she had, um, the the snow globe from Feed the Birds, all their costumes, just a ton of stuff in there. And you know, I'm a Mary Poppins fan, so it was it was great to see all that stuff. I love the archives. I don't it. Sometimes it had a super long line. Other times people were walking past it like it didn't exist. And I, I wish that would have been in a more accessible place than instead of just tucked away on the second floor. So that's my thoughts on that. Cool. Let me ask you one thing, Craig. You were the only one that actually, quote unquote, bought a ticket. Yeah. Value. What do you think about the value oh. of your ticket? I, I thought the ticket was underpriced. Whenever I got it, um, I actually, yeah, I mean, I mean the, you, paid, you paid full at the door price, basically. Yeah, I, I didn't get the D twenty three member price at first. 
or, the, um, or the early purchase price or anything. Yeah. So you paid uh, the last minute price was 166. Okay. So I looked at it as fifty dollars a day, uh-huh. um, and you know, take Saturday for instance. For fifty dollars to spend to get in that day, I got to see celebrities. I got to see Angelina Jolie, Anthony Hopkins, Natalie Portman, all the new movies coming out, and then I got to see Disney Legends, and then I got to see Alan Menken and Richard Sherman perform a concert. And for where we sat for that. You know, I would easily pay a hundred dollars for those seats if it was in an actual arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as long as you picked what you did, and you know, you made your way around the showroom, got some stuff out of it. it even for the late, the last minute, buy your ticket full price, not even the D twenty three member. The discount you get, which that was like a hundred forty five instead of a hundred sixty six, absolutely worth every penny of it. I can um, I can see how people wouldn't get their money's worth. I, I can. But it's all about your value. If you're a true Disney fan right. and or, every or, single thing's and, gonna and excite you, you. And if you didn't plan mm-hmm. like we exactly. did with, you know, looking at studying your book and looking and seeing what you wanted to do. And then working as a team. Right. And then not only that, but uh like I gotta sh- throw a shout out to Heather. Who oh, yes. She really came through for me and sometimes, and, you know, she even admitted, too, she made friends throughout the mm-hmm. weekend, and was, and that's part of it, too. Everyone does it. Everyone will get stage passes for each other and hold places in lines. It's not like we are doing some evil thing right. and screwing people over from getting in. Yeah. We, it, everyone did it, um, and that was a big part of the weekend and making friends so you knew you got to see everything. So as long as you do all the smart things and plan ahead, it's right. it, it's totally worth it. I was telling my wife a story earlier that about st- sitting in line for one presentation, talking to the lady next to me, and you know she was saying how her husband was in the animate the studio's presentation, but they they had their aunt at their house and hospice and. And so they couldn't be without a phone, so she couldn't go in. And then how later on I talked to Michael and Carol about it, and Carol's like, oh, I I talked to her too. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing how you you met the same people in line. And it's just, it's just, I mean, you just chat. You're sitting there for an hour waiting for something, and you just, it's Disney. You you make friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also... With the tickets, I didn't think they were, they were over expensive. I thought they were perfect for the price. Now, for someone in my situation coming from Orlando, mm-hmm. especially getting my tickets last minute and right. stuff, yeah, it was, it was an expensive trip. And even if you plan ahead, I mean, coming from the East Coast, that's, that's an expensive flight. And then, in a, if you want to stay right beside the convention center, you're mm-hmm. going to pay a premium price. Um, which we didn't, and that that made it a little easier. But then I, I think my legs are still jello. I don't know about yours. Right. Um, but well, but you know, we also kept, we walked back to the park and then back to the yeah then, yeah so yeah if if you want the perfect experience where you get your tickets and they're not they're reasonably priced because you bought them in the first round way ahead of time right. and you want to stay. Right beside it. Marriott or the kid and, there. 
Hilton. The Hilton yeah. or even the Clarion or the Sheraton yeah, that was yeah. there. If you want to stay in one of those, it, it's going to cost a lot. And then if you are coming from the East Coast, it might cost a lot with your flight. But honestly, it, it was worth it. That was... I'm just, I'm so blown away by it. I keep going through all my videos, watching them over and over again, reliving everything that I went through. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect going into it, but I I said it on, I think, day two or day three recap that I I can't wait for 2015 because I will be there with you guys again, no matter what. (laughs) I'm coming. We should talk about the... Diz meetup. Oh, okay. That we did. Yeah, that was that was fun. We we met it with, was. I, don't know, I think is, we counted maybe forty people. Yeah, I mean, because we got what like ten acceptances or something, mm, and yeah. I thought, oh well. well this and, is, and in the past, we've then, had Diz meets, and and there haven't been that many people there, but this one, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, this was really my first one as being part of the podcast team. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away. I mean, that so many people showed up. Uh, I mean, they had so many kind words. I was truly humbled. I mean, just through the whole weekend, because I'd be in an elevator or I'd be on the floor talking to somebody, and somebody would come up and say, I recognize your voice. Are you Michael Bowling? Well, that that lady came up to us after the Mencken Sherman concert. I'm Nancy. Are you you Tom? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And But just, you know, everybody was just so kind and friendly and... Mm -hmm. Excited to be there, but so appreciative of the show. And, you know, they were all wonderful. And I was just so happy to see them. Yeah. You know, and, you oh, know yeah, so. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, just because I've, I've kind of been in a bubble where, you know, I thought that not a lot of people go out to California, especially the Diz listeners. And whenever we showed up and it was just all packed in and, you know, we made the Hearthstone outside lounge feel small. uncomfortably tight. Yeah, we made it feel yes. small. <laughs> yes. We yeah. were all packed in there, and I, I, yeah, it was great to see so we, many. We may need a bigger out. venue next in two years. I, we we might. might as well rent a little nook in the expo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're used to nooks, Craig. Yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> well, hey. we because maybe hopefully we'll convince more dizzers to come out. For the expo, yeah, and I mean, it would be awesome if we could get a booth the next time around, and that way more and more people could come up and see us all weekend. Because um, a lot of a lot of listeners were there just because they didn't see the the meetup on the boards or on right. Facebook. Right. You know, I like you guys. I had an experience where I was um, I was standing chatting with Heather again, and. Uh, we, we were just waiting in line and all of a sudden these two, uh, this younger couple was just standing right beside us and they're like, are you Craig from the Diz? Yeah. And they're like, we literally just got done watching the college program oh, episode yeah. sitting yes. right there. Like, so not only, like they were right there. And oh, that's where you were cussing like a sailor too, right? I, I wasn't, I was, I wait. <laughs> I wasn't saying words that I shouldn't. This was a family. This was a family <laughs> convention, um, but I, I was irate at the time, so I <laughs> wasn't the best first impression I made on them. But uh, no, it was there, there were just listeners everywhere, and yeah. you know, a lot of times it was just they heard our voices and 
they came up to us and it, it was great meeting them all. And I, I definitely hope that the next time around that we have even more people show out and come to talk to us. Michael, how old's your granddaughter? Four. Okay. In two years when she's six or maybe in two years, two more years after that when she's eight, would you ever bring her to the expo? You know, I was thinking about that. Maybe when she's, because I know she has the Disney gene, Uh but I was thinking maybe closer to about 12. Okay. Just, I'm not sure if there's enough for a really young child. Right. Right. There. And, and if you brought the child, then you wouldn't be able to enjoy what you wanted to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was the Disney Junior things there, and I did go in there because I think I found out what I want to get her for Christmas. Nice. And, um, you know, the Sophia, the, there was the Doc McStuffins thing there. But um, I, I don't know if there was enough for a real young child, but maybe with Radio Disney, and I wasn't as tuned in to all that. Right. Right. Oh, I think my argument, even though I don't have kids, my argument against bringing younger kids there it would be it's it's a long day it's not yeah. even theme, it's not theme park long days it's we went we wanted to get good seats as most people did to the big event so like the day 2 i was out there at 4:45 and the Mencken concert ended at 8:30 yeah. so 4:45 a.m. to 8:30 at night and that was kind of the trend around 5 o'clock starting off and then finishing up around 7, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's really long yeah. days, especially yeah. for kids. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and there's now, not a lot of sitting. <laughs> yeah. No. Now, West is, I think, a much more of a Disney fan than most people his right. age. When do you think he would be ready? You know, I, I... That's what, And that's kind of why I was asking you, I... See, that's the problem is I would have to, I would have to buy my wife a ticket and, and have her be with him and do the things that he wants to do so that I could cover it for the, for the company mm-hmm. because there was no, there would be no way I could do the stuff that he would want to do and the stuff that was important to cover. Yeah. Cause he would want to get the autographs and meet, you know, meet the Disney Channel stars and things like that. Yeah, and it's interesting because he's mu- he's much more knowledgeable than right. the average. Well, I'm sure he would probably love the, love the yeah. love the journey to Imagineering Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So we could go on forever, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. but it was a good time. I mean, whereas the last expo, I vowed I would never go again. Okay. <laughs> and then I, but I managed my expectations. I heard about the changes and all that. Right. I'm really looking forward to the next one. So, um, so overall, it was a real positive experience, I think, despite, you know, some of the issues they still need to work out. Yeah. I just hope they continue. Me too. Well, Bob Iger said they will. Oh, yeah, I know, but. You know. <laughs> I, I don't see why they wouldn't. They sold out two yeah. of the three days. And That's true. What do you think it means for D23, though, to have free membership now? That's see. That's the problem. Is they're sell they're not selling the memberships, but they are selling out all the events. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe that just means higher prices on the events, or or what that means. I think I I, I don't know. I'm I was a inaugural member mm-hmm. whenever it first came out. Um, I was on the first year, and then I let it go because it was hard for. Uh, 
20 year old that had just like summer jobs still right. to Pay the keep up for. And, yeah, yeah, it, it was hard. And yeah. I mean, I would have loved to, but, um, I gave it up and it was, it was nice getting the perks from the free right. membership this year. Um, I, I think that the magazine is still a beautiful magazine. Yeah. Um, they do a fantastic job on it now that I'm a little more settled and have the money. I'll probably become a pain member again. Um, you know, not for the exclusive merchandise and even not for the discounted price on the events, more or less for the, the magazine subscription. And I, I think that plays into the whole members and being at the expo thing. You, it's, you're paying the money for the magazine. You're not paying it right. for these lines and stuff. I mean, unless you want to get the sorcerers, the $1,500 right. sorcerers pass now, there. But do you think that's worth it for what, for what they got? Because I got that question a whole lot from people. Is Did I think that was a value? I mean, $1, I... $1,500. I can't remember the last time I've had a spare fifteen hundred dollars. So I, I don't think I ever have in my life, Greg. But but I mean those people those people were lucky to get in because I think it sold out basically instantly, didn't it? It did. It yeah. did. And they got less um, perks Than this time around year, right? and paid five hundred dollars more. Yeah. I mean, it, it was frustrating seeing all those front row seats sometimes go empty, right? Because they didn't even bother, but. For the most part, yeah, they got their money's worth out of it. They could walk in last minute to anything they wanted to, really, the, the and one, be sitting right front row. The one that was amusing to me was the Disney Interactive presentation. I think they were all there because they wanted the the free figure cup yeah. as you came out. <laughs> like I saw there was even a media line for I, that. I, yes, I was in it. Um, I know none of them wanted... None of them cared. Well, I shouldn't say none of them, but I'm sure a majority of them didn't really care about the presentation. Because I, I think I'm, I'm sure most of those are Park, Parks fans, oh. and so to see them all there it was kind of kind of amusing. I almost wanted to go to the Disney Interactive just for the figure, and I don't even think I'm going to buy Disney Infinity. <laughs> I just I just wanted the figure. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Craig, Michael. Thank you both so much for joining me. Any last words? I, I, we need to do this again in two years. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me out there. Um, I'm glad that I could help out with everything, and I think we we did a lot of great stuff, and it shows for it on our YouTube channel yep. and yeah, plug plug on all the links. Plug, oh, plug yeah. all those links real quick, Craig. Um, just YouTube.com/slash/thediz. Check out all our videos. Subscribe. There's still going to be more coming up as I post this because um, we had I had some hard drive issues during the plane ride, and so I'm basically redoing a lot of the work that I already did. So just subscribe; It'll, you'll be notified as soon as it happens. Uh, follow the Diz on Twitter as well as Tom, Michael, and myself because um, we are posting tons of updates, and we always do. So make sure you're checking us on that, and then of course live stream new.livestream.com slash the Diz. Um, the Orlando team posts their show there as well as other events we do. And Tom's been running around in the parks lately now with, with his equipment and doing live events. Um, the last one he did was the 24 hours and that, <laughs> hey, that's that fun. I was, what, I think we were in Hawaii for that section. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, 
I lived through the 24 right. hours through your well, life. Well, and we, I mean, so. we have Halloween coming up very soon. I'm sure we'll be able to get some stuff on live stream for that too. Yeah, so, so definitely check out all those links because yeah. that's that's the best way to keep up to date with what we're doing. Yep, definitely. Yep. All right, Michael, Craig, thank you so much. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disney is always magical with its share. Thanks for listening.